All right, guys. Oh, today we're here and uh, I went a little old school rant style and uh, sort of ramp up towards the end uh, of the podcast and really get into it a little bit. So, uh, you know, never apologize for your passion. But uh, this one came from the heart a little bit. I was rolling around this week, been thinking about a bunch of stuff, uh, been having a bunch of stuff go on in my life that I've been trying to take action on immediately right away to ensure that you know, I'm here for you guys 25, 30 years from now, not only as, you know, friendship, but as somebody who can be a, a strong, capable lead by example person inside of workouts and inside of health and fitness and, you know, can hopefully be somebody at 40, 50 and 60 years old that can inspire you to, you know, continue to work hard, um, you know, walk the walk and, uh, and, you know, keep talking the talk, I suppose. Uh, but that's where this podcast comes from. I hope you guys enjoy it and uh, look forward to two interviews this upcoming week to enjoy as well. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick. And today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on today? We are here classic style, just me and the microphone. No guests today. I've got a couple fun guests for you guys to listen to coming up that I'm very excited about. Uh, I had a great interview with Milton, and you guys will be hearing that probably Wednesday this week. Looking forward to that one being released. But today, I really want to talk about you know this new idea that I've sort of been playing with and how I've been applying it to my life generally, and and then really how I've set in place reminders so that I can continue to take action on these things and keep this focus front of mind. We're going to start by talking about how I went to the dentist for the first time in, it was at least 10 years, possibly 12 or 13 years, long, long time. And I hate the dentist, not a fan uh, at all. And I, you know, just over the years, it was kind of one of those things we didn't have, you know, insurance for a long time when we were starting a small business that became extremely challenging when Obamacare went in we lost our health insurance our dental care um went years without it and really just kind of deprioritized that and then my dentist stopped practicing and obviously like they trade off their businesses but he stopped practicing but anyway my bigger point here is kind of t- thinking about the this ethos of long term mindset, long-term thought process. And we'll circle back to the dentist stuff here in a second. But what I want to talk about is how much I've noticed that people are becoming worse and worse and getting further and further from success entirely because they don't let enough time go for them to even have the chance or the possibility or the likelihood of ever being successful. I've watched so many people over the years throw that away because something short term got in the way. I'm going out of town next month. I've got a wedding coming up. I've got some travel. Ah, work's getting kind of tough. My schedule's kind of hard. Whatever it is, I feel like I've seen it all, heard every you know reason that you can give for quitting a gym. And some of those people quit 
after the fact that they have already made exercising a habit in their life. And in my mind, I view that as a win. If I can teach you one thing, if this podcast can teach you one thing, it is how to establish a habit of health, fitness, exercise, and nutrition. And how if you don't have that habit yet, it is of paramount importance that you focus on that as a goal. Because if you don't, you will lose freedom in the future. You will lose time with your kids. You will lose time with your grandkids. You will lose the ability to function at the level that you want to, and it will be too late. And if you have lived a life where you haven't had that or you haven't seen it firsthand, you haven't watched somebody go through it yet, you're lucky and you probably will, unfortunately, because our society is getting significantly worse. I'm going to share a podcast link that Andy sent to me that he really wanted me to send out to the community in the link in the comments about how our country and really it's it centers or at least starts I'm only about 30 minutes through here uh but it starts really highlighting how one of Michelle Obama's biggest tasks was to get kids in America healthier and how all these you know initiatives and narratives and all these things that they worked on to try to get this to happen and womp 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 10 years later we're worse than we've ever been the trend line is worse than it's ever been. And it is a freight train rolling hard. And unfortunately, now it seems like complacency is winning and a lot of people are just giving up on even trying. And the answer seems to be now to switch and just start saying, oh, that's not unhealthy or unhealthy is happy and it's okay to be, you know, whatever, right? The There's... I'm all for body positivity, but body positivity cannot be replaced or cannot replace true health. We can't just lose our minds here, right? There are serious factors that factor into chronic diseases that factor into significant capacity and capability loss. And that stuff's going to start finding people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. People are going to start passing away in our generation significantly younger. Friends of yours that you look to the left or right on and you think, ah, maybe they're, they don't look very healthy. They're maybe going a little bit the wrong direction. You know, last time I saw them, they were just maybe adding, gaining a little bit of weight. Didn't seem like they had any habits in place to do it. There are people in our lives as, you know, somebody who's 37 right now. I worry about when we get to 50 and 51 and 52. And I think we're going to see a significant lifestyle drop-off for people. Like I always look at it as functional lifespan. How long can you be functional is so much more important than real lifespan. Because if the last 20 years of your life is in a wheelchair and, and popped up on eight different medications, having to see the doctor all the time, getting this replaced and that replaced, diabetic and pre-diabetic, I don't think that that's any way to live or that's not even living, that's surviving but your functional lifespan is over. And as we start listening to that podcast, I just get so enraged. I get so passionate about how do we change the mentality around these things? How do we pull ourselves out of this like short-term focus 
And how can we transition to look at every single aspect of our life of where do we want to be 10 or 20 years from now? Not three months from now, not six months from now, not a year from now, not a vacation that we want to take next year, in the next five years. What if you started planning things out on a five or a 10-year horizon? How would that change your decision-making process? How much bigger would the vacation be? How much better would you look? How much stronger would your health and fitness be? How much better would your teeth look? And so I started to break down the aspects of my life and the things that I do day to day and take a step back and try to just look at my actions and think about how I'm spending my time. And a big reason that I'm getting back into the podcast is I think years from now in the future that this can make a tangible difference in somebody's life. Somebody might listen to this podcast in 2025 because they just joined friendship. And a part of, you know, popping in as a new member is you get a series of some emails with that the podcast is a part of. And maybe you start diving deep into some podcasts and you happen upon this one because the title you looked interested and you're driving on a road trip down to Florida. You got some spare time. Might as well listen to something that's upbeat and positive that's going to help me make some better decisions. And I think that as I started thinking about, you know, Stevie and some of those things too, like I, I want to, you know, God forbid something happens to me and I pass too early and she's only five or six. She can go back and what was, what was my dad about? What was he spending his time? What was he spending his life devoted to? How was he trying to help people now and in the future? What did that look like? And I just think it'd be cool. It's cool to have kind of an ongoing narrative for her, for anybody really. And this rolls us back to the dentist is brushing my teeth. I was flossing. I'm really consistent with like brushing my teeth, flossing, and mouthwash. I don't drink anything sugary, right? I don't drink any soda. Never tried any soda in my life. It always freaks people out. Not a huge beer drinker, not a huge alcohol person. A little bit here and there for fun. Don't eat a lot of candy, not a lot of sugary snacks. So after 12 years, no real cavities, no real issues, quick cleaning, and sent me on my way. But the key was what I wanted to do was I wanted to start looking at these things of, you know, and so like something they do when you haven't been to the dentist that long is not only your x-rays and things like that, but they're looking for oral cancer checks. I just did my annual physical also past year and got my blood tests back and had him look at a couple of, you know, moles that I might need removed that have maybe morphed or changed a little bit over the years. Starting to look at things where... What if we got ahead of it? And we just came off Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So women, make sure you guys are doing your mammograms. Here's your reminder for that. Make sure you guys are self-assessing. Go and get your annual physical. Go and check with your doctor. These are these things that I want to start looking at is if I was on a 10-year horizon or if I put things on a 20-year horizon, and when I was 25 or 26 years old and I started Friendship, I don't think I was capable of doing that. I don't think I knew uh, you know, what was even possible from friendship. 
right? It was so scary and caught up in the day-to-day of trying to start a business. And starting a business is really freaking hard. And running a business every day is really freaking hard. But now, being past 10 years and looking back and looking at how much I've developed and improved, and looking at how much I know now that I didn't know then, and knowing that 10 years from now, I'll look back or I'll listen back to this podcast and think about how much I know now that I didn't know then. And I start thinking about who do I want to surround myself with and where do I want to be and how do we get there? What does that look like? How do we help more people? How do we ingrain and develop better nutrition practices so that every single person who comes through Friendship's doors knows that they need to be working on nutrition and knows how to do it and has the answers at their fingertips, has somebody that they can ask the question of. You know, if they need macros, they need to know what protein is. They can go and get those answers. And then when they have them, have somebody who's going to ask the question, you know, did you do it? And here's me asking you, if you've gotten macros before from a nutrition coach, if you've worked with a nutrition coach in the past that's given you advice, that's given you coaching, that's told you what you needed to do, and you aren't where you want to be right now. You aren't happy, satisfied with where it is. And you still have that email sitting there with all that advice, with all of the answers right there in your email account. What is stopping you from taking action on that? Why? And where is our focus? What are we caught up on? You know, what could be more important than ensuring that we don't develop cancers early or that we don't lose function and capability too early. And how do we start to look at some of the things, some of the actions that we've already taken, the hard steps that you've already done? You've already signed up for the gym. You've already learned the fundamental movements. You already know how to work with a barbell. You already know how to do a squat. You already know how to work out properly. You're doing that consistently. You've made it a habit. You've learned how to eat. You know how to eat. You know what you're doing wrong and you know how to do it right. And a lot of times, the only reason that we lost focus somewhere along the way was we were too short-term focused. The short-term came and went and we lost that long-term vision. We lost that vision of ourselves in the future of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to look like and the health picture that we wanted to have for ourselves and the people around us. And if you can take a step back and start to assess your actions and start to think about, you know, how do I spend my time? I'm brushing my teeth. I was literally, this is exactly what I was thinking about. I was listening to a podcast, talking about time preference, talking about how they're reassessing everything. And the guy was having a conversation about how he's building something that will not be completed, can't really be achieved in his lifetime. It's going to be something that can only be accomplished after he's dead. And he doesn't know who's going to accomplish it. All he can do is set the team up for success to be able to maybe accomplish that 50 years from now. And I had to pause the podcast and just think, man, what if I thought about building friendship 
building this community, building this movement, building this podcast, building everything around me to be handed down to the next generation. To be carried on, to be something better, to help people beyond even my lifetime. What would that look like? What would I have to do? How would that change my actions? You know, if I can envision myself when I'm 65 or 70 and Stevie's running the gym, it's hers now. Or it's some mixture of like <laughs> Liz's kids and Andy's kids and, you know, everybody else. And, you know, it's some mixture of those, those four or five or six kids running the gym, you know, 25 years from now. Now, obviously, it <laughs> won't be all the exact coaches' kids, but. If I can envision that, and I'm just a 65-year-old guy popping into the 930 class, hoping to get my workout in for the day. What do I want to be able to do? How do I want to be able to spread joy and positivity? And I was actually calling out the other day. I was talking about, uh, you know, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be a lot like Bob and Maggie. You know, they come in every day. They've got such positive attitudes. They're such hard workers. They greet everybody with a smile. They work their butts off. They don't complain. They don't make excuses. And they try to bring joy and positivity to the people's lives around them. And man, that's a great day. Both recently retired, right? Great day in a retirement life. And what would I be proud of to have built and to have handed off? And so that's my thought process now. But I've got to make sure that I get my physicals. I've got to make sure that I go in and get my teeth checked and check for oral cancer and make sure I'm on the up and up so that, you know, when I, when I smile at whoever I meet when I'm 65 in the gym, uh, that I don't have, you know, some weird ass teeth. Um, and so that's, that's a goal too. But it changes and affects a lot of your decisions. You know, I'm taking a deeper dive looking at some of the things that have become staples in my diet. I'm a sauce guy. I like sauces. I like barbecue sauce. I like buffalo sauce. I like soy sauce. Sauces are my jam. Love sauces. But the other day, I had a conversation actually with Bob talking about sodium and some of the new studies coming out around sodium in the American diet and how prevalent it is and how overabundant it is and how much it's contributing to heart disease and issues. I started went home, started looking at, oh, I put hot sauce on my eggs every day. I eat barbecue sauce with my chicken. Usually I'll have some soy sauce with my dinner. You start looking at the sodium levels of some of those things. You go, holy shit, I'm having like four times the recommended daily amount of sodium every day just in the sauces that I put on these foods. I got to pull that back a little bit. And I want you guys to use this podcaster today as a reminder to whatever thing I said, or if it sparked something in your mind, oh yeah, I've got to do that. Oh yeah, I've said that I got to go and get that done. Pause the podcast, pull over, <laughs> do it now. Go call the dentist, schedule your appointment, call the doctor, get your physical scheduled, get your mammogram scheduled, pull up that email from Andy two and a half years ago and call back the nutrition 
that you should have been working on this whole time that you could have been making develops on, but we didn't. Think back to the investing strategy that you wanted to be sticking to by now, but then the pandemic happened. And so we rolled into this and then we spent a bunch of money and then we did that. We refinanced and all this other crazy stuff and everything's been up in the air and yada, yada, yada. Me and my wife haven't sat down in three years and talked about finances. Time for us to schedule a meeting, sit down, have a conversation about what we want to leave our kids and what's important to us. So this is a view that I actually had a conversation with some of the coaches on recently about how I'm viewing friendship now, why you guys are are getting a little more podcast action. Hopefully some more YouTube videos. I did one on YouTube. Not like the best on the YouTube platform, but I'm trying. So tried to do one talking about, uh, you know, how I developed uh, my pull-ups over the years. And hopefully that can just help somebody sometime now and then in the future. Help somebody get their first pull-up that those hours of videoing and editing and everything. Totally worth it. And so I'm trying to put some time and effort into not only my content, my effort, my time into things that will last, into things that can grow and be listened to in the future and be evergreen in some way or videos that can be watched and evergreen every year, right? Our Murph videos got a ton of views, got like 35,000 views or 30,000 views. And every May, every CrossFit gym around the world, except for us, right? We do the unknowns on May, but uh, we do it in the 4th of July, which I like a lot better, by the way. Um, but every every Memorial Day, the week leading up to and right around Memorial Day, all of a sudden I start getting all these YouTube notifications and all these thousands of people are watching this video that I made like five years ago or six years ago now. We get all these awesome comments of people about people that used our strategy and found our video and got better because of it and improved and PR'd their time. And now they're going to follow our walking strategy to improve and make it harder next year. So cool. Awesome. I love that. Like being able to reach people we'd never be able to reach, you know, years after we made it. It's just so cool. And I hope that you guys are thinking about some of these things just as you guys go through your everyday life, looking at things on more long term trajectory, a more long term timeline. And this is how, you know, we're building out like a, an early curriculum, I guess you would say for Stevie on, on things we want to teach her. And the things that I'm prioritizing, what I will put first, absolutely first, is going to be the things that she's going to need now until the day she dies. Nutrition, fitness, movement, communicating well with other people, learning how to make people feel warm and comfortable around you and be empathetic and caring towards them, learning how to build relationships and what that means. Learning how to take care of other people when they don't know how or they need help. Learning how to sell sales generally, sell yourself, sell what you believe in. Come up with a point of view and be able to defend it. Have an opinion. Write it down. Think about it. Study, research. These are these things that I think are just so important. And when we think about our education system or or how we want our kids to be educated, what we want them to come out with is we want them to have a voice. We want them to be confident. We want them to be healthy. We want them to be strong. We want them to be surrounded by love. 
And we can teach them the fundamental building blocks of those things. Like you can, you are capable of teaching your kids all of those things. And if you are truly not, I guarantee you now with YouTube, right? You can teach anybody anything and you can teach yourself. You know, hey, both me and my wife, uh, we're both teachers, right? Even though teachers have to sell every day, like you got to sell the shit out of those kids because they're all thinking, you know, hey, Mrs. B, why do I have to learn this? And then you got to sell them on why they have to learn it. And so you're a salesman, whether you think about it or not. You got to sell them that it's the truth. You got to sell them that it matters. And that's not easy. And so you got to teach your kids how to do that. How do you connect with kids that nobody else can connect with? How do you connect with other people in your job, in your life, in your work? How do you connect with clients? How do you connect with your boss? How do you connect with people who are underneath you? How do you change and adjust your language and communication based on those things? Or do you? What beliefs do you have that you want to share with the world? And how are you going to defend them? This is all a part of having a long-term view. And I think life gets a lot easier and a hell of a lot simpler when you stop worrying about the stuff that's happening this week, next week, three weeks from now, three months from now, a year from now. And you stop worrying about that. No matter what goals you want to achieve, I guarantee you, if you extend it out to five years, it becomes laughably easy. If I want to lose 100 pounds in five years, I have to lose one and a half pound a month. That's it. One and a half pounds a month. Easy. But everyone wants to do it in three months. So now you've got to lose 30 pounds a month. That's hard and not healthy and impossible and stupid. And so I was, you know, watching somebody who I used to know who, you know, lost well over 100 pounds, probably 150 pounds. And everybody celebrated her. Oh, it's amazing. What an accomplishment. That's so incredible. And she did it really fast in like six months. Amazing. Celebrated, celebrated, celebrated. But then five years later, she's put all that weight back on and worse. So she didn't develop the habits and she didn't have the long-term view. My contention is if you had done it the right way from the start, if you had had the long-term view at the beginning, you'd have been a hell of a lot better off just losing one or two pounds a month for 50 months in a row then you would have been losing the 100 in the first place at all and then putting it all back on. I think it's really damaging when people have short-term views, even if they are successful in the short term. You see this all the time with artists, business people. You hit it huge, right? You become an overnight multimillionaire. Seems awesome. But if you don't develop the habits and have the long-term framework, what do we know they do? They squander it away on a bunch of short-term crap. They buy all the houses and the boats and the Lamborghinis. And they don't buy equity. Which I think is one of the coolest things now. I know a lot of people went to Kevin Hart this past weekend. 
And Kevin Hart owns his show. He owns the rights to his show. He owns the equity in his own show. And he is on a crusade to teach people about that. I just think it's so cool. Like, not only are you about, you know, doing it the right way for you and your family, but he's trying to teach all these other people who have just been honestly screwed over these past few years how to do it the right way. Awesome. So cool. Leaving a lasting legacy that's going to truly help people. But it's helping people by teaching them the long-term patient path. You know, it's easy if somebody else fronts all the cash and you get a paycheck for that show, like he might make $5 million, right? If he was just to let somebody else promote it, let somebody else own the rights to it, let Netflix do it, and they own all of it, and he gets a payday up front, then it's $5 million and you get nothing. But if you own the residual equity and the, you know, the long-term royalties that can come to you from that over years, go and watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger's documentary or listen to him talk about investing. Listen to him about how he bet on himself. And I think it was twins. Like He offered not to get paid and get paid in equity. I think it's twins. And there was another actor in it. And I, I don't know if it was Danny DeVito or somebody else, but... The, they ended up earning something like, you know, $120 million a piece over twins and the royalties and the TV plays and all that stuff over the next 20 years. And they used to like, you know, have the thing where they'd, they'd smoke a cigar and call the other actor who didn't choose the equity deal and just like laugh at him and just be like, ah, we told you, we told you, you should have bought the equity. What are you doing, man? And that's believing in yourself. And understanding the long-term game. So hopefully this gives you guys something to think about. Hopefully it maybe even changes your perspective on something that you're currently doing. That you know 10 years from now you're going to look back and think, man, I wish I would have fixed that. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have got that checked. I wish I would have established a primary care physician and had somebody I trusted to go in and talk about some of these things that are maybe ailing me, but I just haven't gotten them checked out yet. I wish I would have listened to that and made those nutritional pieces habit stuck with them. Who knows where I'd be right now? And then start taking action, guys, right away, immediately. Whatever this spurred in your mind, whatever clicked on throughout this podcast, whatever fired, just immediately Take action on it today, right now, not tomorrow, not I'm going to, I'm going to email Jeff and set up a meet. No, like take action on it now, today. Go and wipe out all the crap in your pantry, clean it out and fix it. And obviously we're here for you and I'm here for you if you want to send me an email too, but I'm telling you, you have to take action now, right away. It has to be something right in the moment. Otherwise, it gets way too easy to push to the back burner. It gets way too easy to say, ah, I'll come later in the week. And I'll figure it out. I'll shoot, I'll shoot Andy an email. What you're actually doing is you're putting the ball in his court. That's what you're doing. Taking the ball out of your court. And well, I emailed Andy and he just hasn't emailed me back yet. So why would I start my nutrition work until Andy emails me back? Because you know what you're doing. You know what you could fix right now in this moment. You're just obfuscating the responsibility off to somebody else. You are punting. You're saying, hey, I put the ball in your court now. And now if nothing gets done, it's on you. It's not on me. 
because I have to wait until you email me back. And then when you email me back, it'll be an appointment. And then, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to go and then I'll put the ball back in your court. And then two weeks from now, we'll be able to maybe get an appointment on the books. When in reality, you could just go home today, go to the grocery store, make some better decisions, fix things that you know need fixed, throw away the Oreos and the Halloween candy, start making a couple better selections, and still email Andy, right? Those are all things that you can do. So take some action today, guys. I hope you're doing well. I hope you guys, uh, you know, are are enjoying this beautiful November weather. Uh, I always look at this time of year as the time to refocus. A lot of people look at it as the time to slack off, the time to quit, the time to say holidays are coming. I'm headed out of town. I got all this stuff going on. And so, ah, you know, just like screw some of that long-term stuff and habits that I was working on the other 10 months out of the year. Let's just like, let's just let it go. And then uh, we'll, we'll catch back up, you know, in the, in the new year, you know, January, we'll, we'll get, we'll bounce back together. We'll schedule me and we'll get something on the books for, for after the holidays. Such crap, such crap. Just get that out of your life. Get it out of your head. Ask, how could I? How could I go on vacation or go to see my family over the holidays and still get five workouts in that week? How could I go out to Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday and Friday and then Friendsgiving on Saturday? I think that's our schedule this year. How could I do that and still eat healthy Thursday, Friday, Saturday? How could I? What would that look like? What do I need to do to make that happen? That's how we make change. That's the mindset that gets you there. The other mindset is such a defeatist, loser, like quitter, you know, victim mentality. It itches. I I hate being around it. It makes me sick. It's just not good and it and the reason it makes me so sick is people do it and then they quit on themselves and then i know that we're going to have a conversation in a couple of months about how disappointed in yourself that you are that you quit on yourself so just don't even start with the action don't do it in the first place and then we don't have to have the conversation you don't ever have to feel bad about yourself you can feel great about yourself and you can be successful and then we can have the conversation about like hey jeff Look at how much I've been fucking kicking ass lately. I'm just going to keep on dominating if that's okay with you. And I'm, I'm just like, just wanted to say like, you know, thanks for supporting me and keep keeping letting me kick ass in your gym. And I'm going to give you a thumbs up and be like, dude, it's fucking awesome watching you kick ass. I love it. It motivates me. You're motivating me every day by being in here and kicking ass. You're motivating other people by being in here and kicking ass. So keep motivating other people and kicking ass because that's awesome. And the opposite way sucks. So that's where I'm going to leave you guys today. I hope you guys are doing well and uh, really enjoy being back on Rant Podcast. See you guys.